Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Woo, woo, what up? And we're also joined by another member of the Haunted Hangover Squad, Chrissy P. Chrissy P. (laughs) (laughs) What up? Also, happy Friday the 13th, boys. Yes. There it is. Wait a second now. Where's where's that coming from? <laughs> um, we we did this last year. It was just Dave and I. Our Friday the Thursday. I was gonna say I'm I'm honored to join in on the special this year. We're on, happy on to have Friday you. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, we're happy to have you on on this one. The the second annual Friday the Thirteenth special from Haunted Hangover, and. Uh, Dave and I talked at length, at nauseum, about our love for the <laughs> franchise in that episode. So we're going to not do that this episode because we did open that show just talking about how we feel about the about the franchise as a whole, about the character of Jason, right. all that good we stuff. We don't need to regurgitate. We do not. We don't want to be redundant here at Haunted Hangover, even though we are sometimes. We can't help it. We forget. We have the memory of a goldfish sometimes. So <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> But we are going to ask Chris. Oof, hot seat. Have him give us his thoughts on the Friday the 13th franchise. Now, Chris, not focusing on Jason, what are your thoughts on the franchise as a whole? All, what is it, 12? Is it 12 or 11? 12 films? 11. 11. If we're counting the remake, 11. Well, if we're counting Freddy versus Jason. Oh, right. Then it's 12. Right, right, right. Yes. I believe it's so. Four. Are we are yes. we counting Freddy versus Jason we're, as we're a? Count, it, yes. Oh if man! Jason on the fly in, here, we're gonna change my pick then. <laughs> if if Jason is in the movie, on the fly is okay. Yeah, on the fly is all right. If Jason is in the movie, it's a Friday the Thirteenth film right. too. Right. Even though there are there's remake and there's a film with Freddy involved. Right. So then twelve so, total films. Twelve total films. So. Before you give your pick of which is your favorite out of the franchise, what are, what are your thoughts on the franchise as a whole? You're a big fan. Is it your favorite? It's got some, some it ups and some downs. I'd say it's probably got a, a few more downs for my personal taste than uh, than ups. Really? Yeah. And there's so I mean I love the the first two. I love like unconditionally, and there's a couple in the middle that I'm not too fond about. Um, <laughs> then there's a couple like later that I'm really not fond about outside of like one or two things, but I mean, I love the franchise. If we're not talking like just the character of Jason, the franchise is fun, but I just, I, of the big horror franchises, I would say it's not my absolute top. It, Your top is probably Scream, right? Because I think we've no, talked no. about it. No, no, I mean, even show. if we no? don't count Scream as, like, you know, a top yeah. franchise. Let's say the original, you okay. know, Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers, let's say, right? Yeah. I would say of those three, Friday the 13th is probably the bottom of that for me. So you like Halloween more, you like Nightmare on Elm Street more. Right, 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 right. But, I mean, it's not to say that I don't like Friday the 13th. I'm just saying it's my least favorite of the the legacy franchises i guess okay and, uh, yeah, that makes sense if you had to rank them let's say you let's say let, let's this is the list nightmare on elm street friday the 13th halloween child's play and texas chainsaw massacre those five 
what would right. be the order? Halloween. Okay. Child's Play. Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the 13th. Texas Chainsaw. For me. So wait, is, my, is, my is per- Texas Chainsaw number one or number five? No, no, no. Five? That's the bottom. That's one to five. That's okay. the bottom. That's one to five. So you're more of a Halloween fan yeah, like me. Absolutely. Dave and I spoke about this in our last Friday the 13th episode, and he's more of a Friday the 13th fan. I'm more of a right. Halloween fan. I, I, I'm like you. I love them all. I love all those franchises as so, a whole. I, I know. I, I agree with that. The thing is, I almost don't even, when I watch these movies, I almost forget like they're part of a franchise. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Like to yeah. me, they're just sequels. No, I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. Like, and I watch them and I'm like, okay, well I, I like these for certain reasons. And to me, they're just these self-contained movies. Yeah. But I mean, but it's also like, if one of them, any one of them is on TV somewhere, I'm going to stop and watch it. Of course. So yeah, it's not like, it's not like I would turn it off and be like, Oh God, this one is, is the worst. So like, yeah. But I mean, I could say that about all those like legacy franchises too. Like I would just watch any of them. So it, it, it's in a in in that kind of class where like I would watch any of the movies in the series. And there's not many like long-standing movie series, and not just in horror, but in general, like long-standing movie series that I feel that's it. Like I wouldn't sit and watch any of the James Bond movies if they were on. You know, I have like my favorites of the James Bond movies that I watch, but <laughs> like. But I wouldn't just sit and watch any of them. Whereas, like, Friday the 13th, regardless if it's, like, halfway through or just starting, I'm going to sit down and watch wherever it is, you know? Because there's something fun in each one of them. Yeah, it's like a comfort. They're they're all, Mm -hmm. they're like, kind of comfort movies in a way. And, like, if they're on, you're going to just leave. Like, during Halloween, if they're on AMC, you just, like, let them play, like, while you're, like, cleaning or doing some shit. I'm pretty sure Dave and I spoke about that in our last Friday the 13th. Uh, episode but the character of jason now are you a fan of him as an individual just jason the uh, hockey mask and all that good stuff he's a great character and i mean he he's the most iconic of the horror movie characters that the 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 hockey mask is i can agree with that is the look like that is the one that as we'll go later it's emulated everywhere it's like yeah. the no, you're you're right. It, I mean, yes, they do the striped sweater and the you know, but the the hockey mask, you know, that's it's become so much more than just a hockey mask. Even I think of it more yeah. as Jason's mask than a hockey mask. You know, like right. I don't see yeah. it have anything to do with hockey. It's it's the, te- the technically the a, a goalie mask. mask, right? Exactly. Yeah, technically a goalie mask doesn't even look like what what Jason wears. Right. Like you know, no, it's its, its own funny. thing. Yeah, it's so it's totally it's horror iconography, it. like in the in the most like pure sense of the word. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's the best way to put it. And I, honestly, thinking about it now, it's it's Freddie and Jason. I would say are probably on equal playing field. I think Michael Myers would be below them. Chucky would be below them because even you know when we go into some of our what we're gonna our main topic, there's a couple of instances where both of those characters are portrayed or parodied mm-hmm. in a way. So. I, I'd, I'd say they're pretty pr- pretty balanced as to importance as the Kara icons, you know? So, to me, at least, thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you know what? They're probably on the same same level, I'd say. More so than Michael Myers. Because people even confuse, like, they'll see Michael Myers. That's Jason! You right. Know, that's a, you know, they won't even realize, like, that's oh, that's Michael Myers, a separate character. He's he's kind of the, the, the paramount of, like, 
horror movie iconic characters. You know, like he's the one that, and yeah, Freddy too. But like those two are the ones that you know, the name no matter what. Like even if you're not a horror fan, you know Jason because of no, the hockey know, mask. I, I feel like Jason and Freddy can't really be compared because they're just two very different kinds of films or yeah. different kinds of horror films and mm. when you watch like when you watch a Fr- uh, friday the 13th movie they're mostly serious there might be some kind of you know slapstick or like light-hearted moment with like from a character but if you watch a nightmare on elm street freddy himself is a slapsticky character yeah like from the beginning you know what i mean so I right agree. so it's yeah. it's a tough comparison because yeah you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I get it. And I think it's, it's, there's also more of like a grounded nature to Jason as a as a franchise. Yes, granted, it's a character that <laughs> comes back to life all the time. But right, but that's like, it. That's the only right. stipulation with his character is that he just can't die. <laughs> right, that exactly. is all. <laughs> yeah. Whereas as, none of them you know, can truly there's, die there's the, in the, the end. crazy <laughs> stuff that Freddy does, like you know his his long arms and the video games and and all that kind of stuff that stuff isn't really present in friday the 13th movies no no okay because at the end of the day he you know freddy's a dream demon and jason's just this undead mongoloid guy who's right i am am, however going to talk about and it's one of my picks something that is a little impossible but anyway (laughs) <laughs> so speaking of which before we get into that we have a couple of things so so chris favorite film in the franchise all right so Go. you changed it you changed the the stip- or, or you changed <laughs> my thinking of the stipulation so i thought that it was just like you know movies called friday the 13th like in the series well, so chris, i yeah, wouldn't let me yeah chris let, let me let me stop you right there let's do two one let's do two Okay. Just Friday the 13th, and then I know what you're going to say, so then just say it after that. Right, but so just Jason takes Manhattan. just going by Friday the 13th standards. Okay. Perfect. Jason takes Manhattan. That's that's what okay. I would have said pre the extra statement. But yeah. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan because, I mean, it's, a, it's my personal favorite. It's just a fun movie. And I have such an affinity for New York set movies. Mm, yeah so it's one of my favorites too da- dave that, and i went into that in our last episode so in I that, totally like i love i love yeah. to watch how new york has changed in film over the years mm-hmm. and granted it's not shot in new york aside from the <laughs> yeah. Times square sequence it's fucking 85 percent of it <laughs> right but yeah. the the Times square sequence is a pretty good litmus yeah. test for how new york looked in 1989 or what 88 89 when that movie came out 89 yeah 1989 so i i love i love that about it and so that one has always been my favorite one growing up but if you want to add any movie with jason in it freddy versus jason is just a shitload of fun (laughs) it's totally yeah i get it yeah i I, I I agree I, i find myself like just randomly searching that one out on like HBO or whatever it's on. And I, I probably yeah. watch it like two or three times a year because it's, it's just a such fun movie. goofy fun. It's dumb, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, and it was a big deal when the two characters were brought It was a huge together. deal. I remember going to see it in the so, theaters and like, it was, it was huge. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like WrestleMania, man. It was, yeah. it was a big yep. event. <laughs> so, it was. I totally get it. So, now, before we go into the main topic, which is our favorite Friday the 13th things, it could be anything to do with the franchise or adjacent to the franchise, as long as Jason or something with the title. As long as it's Friday attached. As long as it's attached way, to it. That's attached. It. Our, right. our favorite things. We each have two picks. But before we, we jump into that, I wanted us to, because our, in our last episode, we talked about Dave and, I, Dave and I ranked where we ranked the films, where we'd rank. Dude, them. I don't like, even remember any of this. <laughs> I'm sure. Again, goldfish memory will be. So, <laughs> so what I thought what we would do to open the show, besides talk to Chris about his thoughts on the franchise, was pick our favorite death. If we had to pick one death, out of the franchise, okay. what would be our favorite death scene? You know that involved that that was involved in a Friday the Thirteenth film because technically some of these murders were not were not it wasn't Jason that did them it was it was it was and, maybe someone else. And just yes. to just to piggyback on Louis telling me I have a goldfish memory, um. <laughs> what I wanted to do originally for this, I, we already had spoke at length about it, and I don't even yes. remember that. So, <laughs> yeah, that goldfish memory, that go, that there goldfish go. memory. Yo, what up? Yeah, so, so I want to. <laughs> Yo, he, Dave already forgot what he's doing right now. He forgot what the main topic is. <laughs> it already left Yo. him. So yeah, are we so, talking about uh, camp? Yeah, we're talking. We're talking about. Uh, we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But yeah, so <laughs> so we're gonna go through our favorite kill. In the franchise. And and we're going to start with you, Chris. What is your favorite kill in the Friday the 13th franchise and why? I'm going to go with... Uh, controversial, maybe. But I'm going with the cryo face smash in Jason X. That's, that's a, good a one. really popular. I that's think a it's good a great one, one because I mean, by the time Jason X came out, that was what two thousand two or two thousand three, whatever the hell it was. I love Jason yeah, X. By the way, everything I'm just saying. had been done in that franchise already. So for them to find a way to still have like an original, inventive kill in a yeah. franchise that was ten movies in. But also horror that was, you know, slasher horror that had gone through so many reinventions at the time. To have that uh, cool of a death scene, I thought was was awesome. And it was also like, if I remember correctly, that was like the last uh, Jason kill before he turned into fucking Terminator Me- Uber Jason. Mega Jason. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> a, it was like a turning a point people. in the film. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's actually his first, I think, kill or second or third kill in the movie. Yeah, there's if I remember a few, correctly. but it's been a while since I watched Jason X. Yeah, but. I, I don't watch that one often, but um. <laughs> he killed David Cronenberg early on yes, before yeah. he kills yeah, that. Before he kills the Cronenberg is killed like in the face. first fifteen to twenty minutes or something. Like he's killed in like the first two minutes of the movie. He's like the cold open. I yeah. think is where David Cronenberg is killed. But that is a good one, and a lot of people. Love that it's a kill. it's a fun scene. It's a great scene, a and I mean they, they really like the, list. the they show a lot too, and that's why I love the it. The makeup effect is yeah. I just think that movie looks... as a whole is very fun. Oh, it is. It's silly as hell, but it's it's a good time. Like it's a good yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's indicative of the time that it came short. out. Yeah, I saw it in yeah, theaters sure. too. Yeah, yeah. So did I. 
Um, but yeah, that's a good one. And, and it's funny because I've, I, you see that kill on a lot of lists mm-hmm. when it comes to like favorite kills from the series or favorite Jason kills yeah. or whatever. You know, you, you see a lot of people mention that one specifically. Now I'll go next. My my favorite my favorite kill. I'm going I'm going to the first movie is the 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 death of Jack aka Kevin Bacon. His his death scene with the arrow through the neck underneath the bed. He's smoking the dude. He just finished, you know, having some sex. He's laying in the bed. He's smoking a joint. He's chilling. There's some blood hitting him on the face. Uh Pamela Voorhees grabs him from underneath the bed and shoves the arrow through his neck. Very violent, very gory, and I feel it's a very iconic death. A lot of mm. people, once again, remember that death. I have a note for this. So yes. I feel that this, and people may disagree. I think Louie might agree with me on this one. Chris, I'm not sure about you. But to me, this is the ultimate Friday the 13th kill. Like, everybody knows this scene and i think it's also partially due to the fact that it's kevin bacon mm-hmm. so when you have such an a-list actor associated with this movie and he gets his kill scene this is something that kind of defines and i'm sure people would probably might be like what are you fucking talking about but i think it's almost a defining moment yeah of the uh i agree with that series. i absolutely I agree, agree. i also think it goes further into like it is the epitome of like everyone's uh, of that trope that Jamie Kennedy talks about in Scream. It's the trope of like the sin factor in horror movies. It's the epitome of that. Like you said, he just finished having sex. He's smoking a doobie. He's doing all of the sins that they tell you you're not supposed to do in a horror movie. Right. And then he gets off for it. My favorite thing about the kill, honestly, is it's like everyone's fear. Like when you're a kid, something under the bed. Mm -hmm. So that's like the scariest to me, that's what I love about it. And that's, I remember seeing it as a kid. And I don't know if I've ever said this in the podcast before, but I remember seeing it as a kid and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Not the blood, not the gore. The fact that he was just hanging out and she's under the bed waiting for him to be alone and then fucking kills him in a brutal way. Like it was just creepy, you know? And then with the corpse on the top bunk and they don't know while they're having se- Like the whole setup of yeah. that kill is fucking terrifying and then it's gloomy atmospheric dark you hear the thunder outside it's raining like everything about that is perfect and yeah dave i I totally agree when you think of friday the 13th kills and probably the ambiance of the series the 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 death of kevin bacon jack is probably definitely up there as one of it's it's a state like i guess it's like a staple in the franchise when it comes to death scenes and it's funny because it's not even jason like Jason didn't nope. even exist yet. Well, he existed, but you know what I mean. The the incarnation yeah. of Jason we know didn't right. exist yet, but it's the still just such character. a memorable, memorable death. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is a little random. Very probably very unpopular opinion here, but when it comes to the f- films and what Chris was saying before about how like if the movie's on, he'll watch it from the, you know if it's in the middle, he'll watch it. If it's towards the end, he'll watch it. Although the first two are considered to be like the most cla- you know probably some of the most classic of the films. I actually avoid them all the time, and I want to watch three through all the other ones. For whatever reason, yeah. I skip the first two all the time. If they're on, maybe I'll watch them, but if the other ones are on, I'll watch them anytime. I don't know why, Yeah, but that's just me. 
Those two feel a little different from the rest of the franchise. I was going to say, I think, I like, think. The, That's why, the, yeah. the crux of, like, the lore of the franchise kind of starts to play more in three through rather than then and, and that's where the, the franchise like starts to find its groove is like from the third one on more so definitely yeah. so, i mean i totally get that hockey mask yeah. jason that's why that's when right, he gets exactly. a mask and yeah, that's, that's where that's he's like part, the, yeah that's the killer we all know and love tangent really quick <laughs> this is a little funny little story with my fiance so we're watching that show moon knight Terrible show. I did not like Moon Knight. It was I horrible. haven't watched any of it. <laughs> I did I, not I like enjoyed it. it. That's another, another, <laughs> it's a cool comic another book. Episode. The comic books are great. I did. I didn't care for it. But nonetheless, this is a funny little story. So we're sitting there on the couch, and we're watching the show, right? And she looks at me and she's like, "Oh, Kevin Bacon is or something is really good on the show." And I was like, "Kevin Bacon is, is he <laughs> in she's it?" Talking about no, she's talking about Oscar Ethan Isaac. Hawk. Oh, no, she's okay. talking about Ethan Hawke on the show. So the funny thing about it is, like, I look over at her and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just loved her confidence. That's Kevin Bacon. Like, that was Kevin Bacon. And then I look over at, like, the screen and I'm looking at him like, you know what? Ethan Hawke <laughs> is looking very Kevin Bacon-ish these days, especially on, like, the Moon Knight show. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, long hair. The long, he looks like older how Kevin Bacon looks now. Yo, that's that. Yo, Kevin Bacon was great on Moon Knight. He was my Yo, favorite part. <laughs> I, I've seen some funny, like, I guess, memes or, like, little things going around about how Ethan Hawke yeah. is famous. Like, where did he come from? They're like, everyone's like, where did Ethan Hawke come from that he's so he's just famous? just a dude. He's the man. I love Ethan Hawke, so I like a lot Look, of movies he's in. I, so always I, put, you know. I always put him and Steven Dorff in the same category, and Steven Dorff, to me, is always the... Is always the one that I'm going to choose out of those uh, actors. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I probably like Ethan Hawke a little more because I like a lot more movies he's been in. But Ethan okay. Hawke used to live like across the street too. in Brooklyn, like where we were in Brooklyn. He literally lived across the street. Like we saw. Oh, him I, re- his I remember that. That's that's amazing. Yo, that was that was Chris's neighbor. <laughs> no, I should I should have went and dropped the script on his front doorstep or something. Like what up, son? Read my script, Ethan. If you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, if you're listening, Kevin Bacon. Let me get, right. let me, <laughs> let's get back on track here before let's get back this on episode is on Saturday the 14th. Dave, yeah, Saturday right. the 14th is when we're going to end recording. Dave, what so, is your favorite death scene in the franchise? My favorite, favorite death scene is from Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning. It's the belt kill. Uh, Eddie That's and Tina one. decide to go into the woods for a romp and are met by really vicious kills. Uh, first off, the dialogue is so sleazy. Big surprise, being directed by Danny Steinman, having directed porno. We get Tina. By the way, this actress's name is Debbie Sue Voorhees. So fucking really? figure yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah. Who decides to sunbathe. Too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who decides to sunbathe after getting banged and gets garden shears snipped right across her <laughs> eyes. And then my man Eddie, John Robert Dixon being roped to a tree by a belt from his eyes and having our man Roy tighten and tighten the belt until Eddie is fucking dead. It's a brutal one. Also to note, both kills are done with the eyes. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That is a, that's a, a, a like, that kill. Like, Those if that kills was are a brutal. Real, yeah, like if someone <laughs> really did that to someone, that would be, I don't think their head would crush. You'd have to have like the force, so you have to be like the Incredible Hulk to, right. to sc- crush someone's painful. skull. But it, it was almost like a medieval torture. That's what yeah. it kind yeah, of reminds me of the Vice type deal. 
like a leather belt stick and keep twisting it the, until isn't it isn't it like head sh- head shears or something not a stick well right? yeah he kills it's like her with that right, right right then he takes he has a belt right and then he's he's got him tied around the guy's eyes yeah he takes a fucking stick and he just keeps turning it right, between yeah, the two loops and, he's, and then it just keeps tightening and then it's just completely putting pressure on the eyes and the head and then it just, and then it snaps and then that's just yeah. the cuts yeah, you never see like the aftermath of his head either. I don't think, if I remember correctly, they show you some skit like they. You see her. You see snippets of him, like like the gradual, like bruising and bleeding, but you don't ever see the aftermath of it. I wonder if his head exploded like a watermelon or something. Like that's kind of I mean, what they no, were going for. I don't for. know if that's what happened, <laughs> but it would just like crush the like eye sockets and like the temples in. Oh God, brutal. Yeah. That would that just. The nice slow one from uh, Roy, aka Fake Jason. <laughs> My favorite Jason. Dave's favorite. Dave's favorite Jason. Yeah, we, we did talk. <laughs> I remember we talked about that in the last uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Best uh, mask special. It is. It is one of my favorites too. When it comes to, I like the blue. I forget what you call those markings on the mask on the hockey mask. I don't There's know what they're them. called either. I but... forget what they're called. But yes, that is that is a good one. All all three of these death scenes. I think would make it in anyone's list of best Definitely. death or best best kills, I should say, in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Even though two of them weren't technically done by Jason, so what what does that tell you about the uh, the kills? Except for the cryo one, the cryo one was obviously Jason. I also think that was the last time Kane Hodder played Jason. So if I remember correctly, hmm. yeah, I think that was the last time. Well, he I think Derek Jason. Mears. No, Derek Mears Derek was Mears playing was in Jason the in, the, in the remake. Wasn't Kane yeah. Hodder in uh, Jason X? Yeah, but that was the last time he played. Oh, That's yeah, what he yeah, yeah, He was saying yeah, Jason okay, X is yeah, the last yeah. one he did, yeah. Yeah, Derek Mears was so. was the remake, yeah. They should have definitely had him play Jason. And I think uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Ken, Ken Krinsinger, Krinsinger was uh, yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. I think that was the only time Some ever, weird, that guy ever played Yeah, him. he has like a weird last name that's kind of hard yeah. to pronounce, the guy that played him in that one. So yeah, let's jump into our, our favorite things about the franchise. Our favorite, not even franchise, our favorite Friday the 13th things. And Chris, we're going to start with you. What is one of your favorite Friday the 13th things? So, I'm a huge, huge Saved by the Bell fan. Um, <laughs> Me too. I, I like the show. I mean, who, who isn't? Uh, uh, Chris, I got to be very honest with you, Chris. I'm not. I don't watch. Never, right. I've never <laughs> sat down. I've never sat down and watched that show. That is an interesting. That's very interesting to hear. I feel like that. I feel like it's right up your alley too. I'm very surprised. I mean, surprised. yeah. I'm not opposed to it. It's just a show to, that never appealed to me. Yeah. I just was like, all right, I don't need to watch it. But that's interesting. All right. Saying. Well, so did you watch? Did you watch the clip though? I did of this one. Okay. I sure did. So, um, my pick is from Saved by the Bell. There, it's a spoof. Uh, pick for for Jason. There's a Saved by the Bell does a lot of like weird cutaway gags and dream sequences and random episodes. Yeah. And uh, in this one, in this one episode, um, Jesse, the character played by Elizabeth Berkeley, is on a uh, dating game spoof, blind dating game spoof show, and her three horror contestants that she has to pick from, and they're all three terrible dates that she would never want to go on are <laughs> yeah uh teddy krueger 
<laughs> which is obviously a play on Freddy. Donald Chump, which is a <laughs> oh play on former president Donald Trump, who obviously like that at the time when the show was on was just like, you know, Donald Trump. And then the final one is Mason Voorhees, which like is as close as you can get without calling him Jason. And he yeah. looks exactly the same. He's got the, as we spoke of earlier, the iconic hockey mask. And I don't remember what he's wearing, you know, underneath it, but. He's got a giant, he's wearing a giant fucking leather duster. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so the, random. The, the thing is like, and that doesn't like matter because you see the hockey mask. And he does have yeah. an axe. Yeah, he does have an axe. But like, you see the hockey mask and that's, that's what, uh, what gets you. And I just remember like, uh, as a kid, knowing that that's who that was because of the hockey mask, like we talked about, that's that's the thing. So I didn't know who the fuck Donald Trump was from a hole in the wall when I was a kid. But the two... I want to point out that Screech is Donald Trump. Yes, yeah, 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 it's just very funny. Him, so that but is like hilarious. the two horror characters, you know, they're who they're supposed to be. So that one was my uh, my first pick was. Saved by the Bells spoof on Mason Voorhees. The fucking leather duster is the best part because it's so giant on the guy, <laughs> yeah. on the kid. <laughs> no it, sense. it looks ridiculous. And so, like, if, you, if you Google on. it now, if you like Google about that episode, obviously the prevailing conversation about articles about it is about Donald Trump, 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 yeah. Trump. Um, but I remember it for the horror movie characters in the, in the spoof. I don't remember it for that, but that one was, was my, my first pick. But, but in that episode too, isn't like the whole thing about blind date, like going on blind dates. I think the whole episode is called blind date. Right. Blind dates is the name of the episode. And it's all about Jesse and the other girls, like having to go on uh, different blind dates with, uh, and I think one guy is like too short and, and, but her like (laughs) horror, her, her nightmare about it is that, she's going to get paired up with a movie slasher. Yo, why is that character always stressed out on Saved by the Bell? She's always got fucking She's on problems. caffeine pills, man. She's she's bouncing off the I'm walls. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Everyone knows that. Dave, right. you got to even know that, that reference where she's like, has to be calmed down and shook. I'm so excited. Right. I was just, was I'm just grooving along to the music, but I actually don't. That was as you don't know as that, that was I don't, as I'm telling as they you. could get on Saturday Listen, morning TV was caffeine. I'm telling you. I've I know the characters, like I've seen stills and snippets of the show, but I have never sat down and watched the show. I just never have. Gotta get on that, Dave. Cha- change okay. that right now. Watch a couple of episodes. Don't No, no, no. I will say <laughs> on to, to Dave's point, you know who else never watched the show and did an entire podcast about it? The guy who played Zach. Mark Paul Gossler go. never watched the show that he was oh, the wow. star of. That's so. interesting. Damn. So you, wow. you and him have something in common, Dave. Right. <laughs> My man, Mark. <laughs> your boy, your boy, Mark. My your boy, boy, Zach Morris. Your boy, Zach Morris. Did you hear that? I think we got some freaks living next door. <laughs> yeah, you know what to tell you about. <laughs> oh, we got some super freaks up in here. <laughs> Get it out. Maybe it's James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, we didn't order no Ginzu knives, man. You need to run up my pork. I can't even get in my own house. You know what I'm saying? So my first pick 
Now, <laughs> I-, I picked this just because I wanted to talk about this segment <laughs> as a whole. I'm going to be honest. I'm not even going to lie. I-, I This is one of my favorite things ever. Jason, or the character, a parody of Jason, plays a very small part in this. But it's one of the most amazing things ever. It's like one of the most amazing things ever. And that is the In Living Color segment, Tales from the Crib. I don't even remember now, <laughs> It's fucking great. Now, this segment opens up, and I've got a little history as a kid. I remember vividly watching this. So this segment opens up like Tales from the Crypt with a, with, with a Crypt Keeper type character portrayed by Marlon Wayans. And it's basically just Marlon Wayans with like a bad like black wig and it's all stringy and horrible this, and like the ghostly, skull makeup, like, makeup it's really good yeah, it's like skull it it's is really good. well done it took me yeah. a minute to figure out that it was him yeah i i recognized it right away like when i rewatched it like i've rewatched it so many times because i love the segment and i but used yeah. to watch that show too but i just didn't remember that i don't remember that i'm uh, surprised segment. yeah uh. it's 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 fucking great so he's inside of like this wooden coffin in like a project apartment with like a fridge. It's all run down and horrible and there's some fog and stuff like that. And he raises up out of the out of the coffin and he starts introducing the segment like the Crypt Keeper would do. Basically kind of just like making really, really derogatory and kind of very, racially infused. Very yes. insensitive racial jokes. But it's on par with what the show was. So, yes, you know, exactly. We're, we're, it's, we're looking at right. it from a 2022 lens. Yeah, it's mostly like geared, it's like pointed, like making fun of minorities, basically, like black, Hispanic, and Asian. Hispanic. That's really, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's kind of the joke with him. And he's using like all the spooky puns and all that shit. I think it's hilarious. There's a really bad like vanilla ice joke where he makes fun of vanilla ice. And Vanilla Ice frozen falls out of the fridge and he kicks him and he's like, that's for that dumbass movie. Cool is as Jim ice Carrey or playing? Is that Jim Carrey yes. playing Vanilla Ice? <laughs> that's that's, that's so. my thought. I think that is I think Jim Carrey portrayed Vanilla Ice on In Living Color. So he introduces the segment, and the name of the segment is A Nightmare on 125th Street, which is fucking hilarious. I guess talking about 125th Street in Harlem here in New York, that's kind of the joke. And to sum up this segment or this very short story, basically, you've got Jamie Foxx and like his girlfriend or wife move into this like new house or project or brownstone. I don't know what it is. And it's obviously haunted. There's a werewolf. There's there's like a voice talking to them, kind of like the Amityville house voice. And there's all kinds of jokes. Like, oh, there's some freaks living upstairs. James Brown <laughs> lives upstairs. There's a bunch of stupid, really dumb jokes. And, and it makes me chuckle every time. But the main thing that is so weird and odd is someone knocks, knocks at the front door. And, and Jamie Foxx walks over to it, opens it. And a dude comes out holding a machete, wearing a flannel shirt, black leather gloves, uh, holding a machete, wearing a bootleg Jason mask. But it's the weirdest, like, customization of a bootleg very Jason mask. Strange. Because it has, like, very strange. I don't know why they did it. I'm so curious. I, have an, I, I have an idea. I have an idea about this, but go ahead. But they added, like, this weird hook witch nose. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a wart or horn on the forehead. 
And when he pops out, he he just goes kill, 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 or something like that. I kill, kill. Like that's what pops out. Like that's what plays when he pops out of the the doorway. And it's so weird and odd. But why do you think they added this weird, strange fucking witch nose? I wonder at the time they were trying to avoid like a lawsuit or like a copyright infringement. So they did that Possibly. just to just to like, okay, like how could you, you know, say we're infringing on Jason Voorhees if it's got a fucking nose, you know, yeah. it has like a witch nose yeah. and a horn on it. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that that might be like a copyright thing that they're trying Probably, to just to be yeah. safe. Yeah, it's it, I just found it so odd that they would like customize or adjust the mask that much. Yeah. It's obviously supposed to be a hockey mask wearing killer, Jason, yeah, obviously. Of but, you know, that's kind of, I guess, like you said, that's their way around getting in trouble. But it's still the parody law. Technically, they could have just had the hockey mask and not gotten in trouble. But I, yeah, I don't whatever. know. It's an odd, it, to me, it's such an odd choice. But this entire segment as a whole, that's pretty I think is amazing. And to yeah. use one of your terms, this shit is vaporwave as fuck. There's like a layer of fog oh, on yeah. the floor. <laughs> and the there set is. looks really phony and fake. And mm-hmm. just having this creepy music while, like, Jamie Foxx and the woman are just, like, talking shit to each other. There's some you know, really just, funny lines. He's like... Oh, it's... J- I don't Jamie even want to do it, like, like, ruin it. Jamie Foxx is like, I want to get... I want to, I want to like... He says, Martin's going to be on in two minutes. I want to I want to see Shanene. And then... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then when the wolf pops out of the closet, he goes, the rats are smaller here. He goes, yeah. fucking wolf <laughs> That's rat. a great line. That's a great line, dude. The whole segment is just like amazing. Everything about it. And I remember as a kid seeing this and being scared of it because I was like three or four. And I remember seeing it and being a little scared and watching it now as an adult. It's the stupidest, stupidest fucking yeah, thing Marlon ever. Yeah, Marlon Wayans is like chewing the shit out of the scene he's, as the, the Crypt Keeper character. He's great in this. And, and I do yeah. want to say... His last, like, he closes the segment mm-hmm. out just like the Crypt Keeper does. And his last sentence, he says, um, check in for our next, you know, terrifying tale or whatever. Friday, the first day of the rent or something yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. like, I the first of the month, the first of the month or whatever, like just insinuating people not being a, being able to pay their rent. Or whatever, like that's the most terrifying thing ever. But yeah, he I love how they tease another episode, and I really wish that this was an ongoing segment on the show, but it's not. Like this was a one and done for them. Yeah. And just I love everything about it. And like our listeners, go out of your way to go on YouTube and watch this because I think it's, it's easily fucking, attainable. It's yeah, it's one of the fucking greatest things. It's hysterical. Yeah, if you're a little sensitive to certain types of jokes, maybe you won't think it's funny like we do. But just keep in mind, it was see, a di- very different time. Season four, episode fourteen. So good, so good. Go watch it. Agreed. It, it, watch it on Friday. Watch it. Watch it on every Friday the thirteenth because <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking hysterical. I love it. it. Is. I love it so much. It's great. Aw oh, man, this place is aching for a video. Wayne, you're an asshole. So my pick, I should say my first pick, is J.J. Jarrett. 
from Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. I have that right, right? It's Part 8? Yeah. Yep. Okay. First off, what a babe, respectfully. <laughs> if you're gonna throw a, Yeah. If you're, if you're gonna throw a hair metal character in the movie and have her be as much as a babe as she is and then kill her a few minutes into the movie uh, is yeah. a huge missed opportunity. I agree. <laughs> You could have, like, they could have marketed that character so well. Like, the song she's making a video for is a damn banger. Even it's just, it's just actually part of a song, by the way. They only recorded, like, a snippet of a song and then use it for the movie. Which is also, by the way, performed by Terry Crawford and the song is called JJ's Dream. Just in case anyone was curious. That's Uh, a great title. Yeah. (laughs) And and you know, it's funny because the, the song title totally correlates with the video they're trying to film. So they're trying to like the whole scene is in this like boiler room of the of, of the boat and under the boat or something. Yeah. Like what you call that area. And it's full of atmosphere, the steam coming out, JJ's swagger, all to have it ruined by a ridiculous kill where Jason somehow can teleport <laughs> with a guitar and smash her in the head. Like, what a big mistake killing her off. Like so soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. She um, it's I, funny because I I think most people when they watch Jason Takes Manhattan, she, besides maybe Julius, which we I talked about at length in our last <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth episode, because uh, I love the character of Julius, but she's probably the second most popular character in that movie. Dude, yeah, if she you stands look out up most. comments, if you look up comments on YouTube, everybody's like, I don't know how. They could use her, uh, use the character Tamara over her. Like they, they didn't under, like they couldn't understand how anybody would use that woman as the lead, that actress as the lead, and just kill this girl yeah. off the first fuck. She's she's the first kill, right? Yeah, she, uh, no, well, yeah she's she like she's like no, she's like the third because there's like a couple that gets killed before. Oh them, right, but, right, right, oh, right, yeah. right. Well, well, the she's first, the like, first main character. Well, yeah, character. she's like the first person on the Lazarus, the SS yeah. Lazarus. The they have to make transporting to New York and they have to make some sort of shirt with JJ Jarrett on it. Like that has to be done. Yeah, I'd I'd fucking buy it. Absolutely, like, in a heartbeat. Yeah, she's she's dude. I always have just loved like the whole idea where she like her friend is like the filmmaker guy, which mm-hmm. I think he's a cool character too. Who's filming her on the camcorder and how he like breaks out on her. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go down and practice my music video because he's not even with her. It doesn't make much sense when you really think about it. She's just like jamming no. out yeah. by herself, <laughs> but that's kind of like the visual of her being down there just works so well. Oh, 100%. And like her, her dude, her wardrobe, the hair. I love her hair. Her hair is great. Everything just looks great like the band i think she's like, like a it's almost like a bowl bang like a long bowl mm-hmm. with like bang yeah i don't know and the guitar's pink right or red i forget it's, i think it's, it's i think it's pink it's got like i think it's pink yeah. and black i'd have to look it up we might be wrong about this but so and she, uh, <laughs> an interesting thing to note about the actress um canadian actress obviously because it was filmed yeah. in canada her name is uh saffron henderson mm. and she has primarily done voiceover work oh, for okay. pretty much most of her career. Most famously, she was the voice of Gohan on the English dub of Dragon Ball Z. That's for amazing. For 81 episodes. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. That's... I, <laughs> thank you for I, that. Thank you for that, because yeah. that, that's incredible. She does a lot of uh, video games and a lot of anime dubs. Um, 
She's still working today. I'm guessing. Yeah. She's probably yeah, still yeah. doing stuff. She's yeah. 50. From what I remember, I think she's 56. As I saw, I looked her up before. I didn't look up her anything but her age. <laughs> Dude, she's a great character. It, it is a shame. She, she should have at least lasted until maybe like they got to Manhattan and then was killed. You know what I mean? Missed opportunity. I think she would have fit so well in like the aesthetic of the Manhattan section. Could have made her like, like, why not make her the final girl? Like, why not? Like she could have been the final girl and it would have been great. Absolutely. Dude. If there's one thing you learn about the Friday the 13th franchise, if you're a metalhead or like a goth chick, you'll never be, you're not not surviving. You'll never be the you'll never be the final girl because they always want like a blonde like girl next door yeah type of like archetype character to be that. If you'd watch the entire franchise and even like the Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street, the metal chick never survives. It's like a shame. it just it's a shame. Even in Nightmare on Elm Street three, what's her Tara? Such a cool character. Yep, she's got like Taryn. the docking t shirt. Taryn. 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 The docking t-shirt, like, when she's not all dolled up, and then when she's dolled up with the mohawk and the leather and all that, like, that's the switchblades. Just a badass character. But I think that's yeah. what we like about them in the end. It's like maybe right. if they They're cool. survived or, like, lived or longer, maybe we wouldn't have appreciated them as much. That's That short amount of screen time is what made us fall in love with these characters and makes us like them yeah. so much. You, you know want more. I mean? That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it makes you want more of them, and... Yo, let's just make a fan film about that. Ca- all the, all the, the goth, all the alternative girls in every franchise. Me totally. <laughs> there's, the there's, totally there's a documentary amazing. in there somewhere. There's a documentary there's in there somewhere. All the goth and alternative girls and metal chicks and stuff in, in horror films that don't live or like are the bad guys. They're always the villains or they die first. Sucks. Fucking yep. sucks. I wanted to ask you um, if maybe you, you've seen somebody. My sister, she came camping up around here with some friends, and she's gone missing. She ain't missing. She's dead. So this next one, I find, I will say I find super interesting in a lot of different ways. Um, because of, like, it, what this thing led to and, and sort of, like, so we've talked a lot about... Uh, well, you know, parodies of Jason and how they pop up in pop culture all the time. Um, so my next pick is actually um, the cut cameo of Jason Voorhees in the series Supernatural, um, which I think is a super interesting one because it was, it made it through the script. It was just about to be shot. And like a week before shooting, the cameo of Jason Voorhees, not like hockey mask guy number two or whatever. (laughs) The character of Jason Voorhees was going to appear on Supernatural in a cameo. And uh, it got past the script phase. It got past all the writer's rooms. It got into pre-production. And then it was pulled a a week before shooting for uh, rights issues. That's as far as you can get Uh. in in terms of all the different articles they didn't want to pay enough uh to probably get them on the (laughs) show but so that's the thing i don't necessarily know that there was a have to pay because supernatural aired on uh the wb network which then became the cw so by the time this was the third season of supernatural that he was supposed to appear in in a cameo it was still a wb property and there was a point where wb owned the rights to jason via new line 
Oh, okay. So, in that, I there was obviously someone somewhere thought enough that they would have been able to get away with this cameo. You know, whether it was like the producers or the writers. Yeah. They thought, you know, we're WB. This is owned by New Line, which is also WB. We can do this. And they were approved as far as they know until they got this far into the process and, and the yeah. rights were pulled a week prior. So it was going to be in the season three episode uh, called Dream a Little Dream of Me, which sounds like it would probably be more of a Freddy Krueger yeah. thing, <laughs> considering it's about dreams. So the, the main two characters, the Sam Winchester and Dean Winchester characters, their, uh, their mentor is like, uh, put into like a, a demon dream coma and the guys have to go into his dreams to save him. And, uh, where Jason was going to come into play is the Dean Winchester character who was, um, played by Jensen Ackles. His character is a big horror movie fan on the show. Mm. And he would have had a dream encounter with Jason Voorhees on his mission to rescue That's their amazing. mentor. That and it was like going, cool it was, yeah. it was in the script as Jason Voorhees. Like it, 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 I genuinely can't think of another thing outside of Freddy versus Jason where there actually would have been a Jason character. Yeah. Um, and then even more interesting, I think, and maybe coincidental, maybe not, but so this episode would have aired in 2008. And then the next year in 2009, the Friday the 13th reboot came out mm -hmm. starring Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. So in a weird way, he did get to face off against Jason, just not in the realm of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. The, that's that's the funniest no thing idea. is, yeah, he, when he, Chris told me about this, because Chris, you're a big fan of Super, like Dave and I, right. I've never watched it. I don't know if you've you ever know what's watched funny? the show, Dave. I have the first three seasons. Like I, like I think I remember buying them like on a discount at Best Buy or something. Cause like, mm -hmm. I remember seeing the show and I was like, Oh, this show's fun. And yeah. I bought like the first three seasons for like 25 bucks. I just never watched them. Yeah. I never watched the show. Like, I, I, cause what would Chris, what is it? They, they like go after demons and like, yeah, like, I mean, it's right? very, like, it's very much. Like so, so Eric Kripke is the guy who created it. And, uh, he worked with, um, people from the X-Files, like, like Chris okay. Carter and, and stuff like that. So it's, so. it's yeah. very much in the same kind of realm as the X-Files. It's like two lead characters going to different locations week to week and like hunting like monster of the week type of deals. So, okay. so for me, that was like the allure of it for me. Cause like X-Files had ended its original run by the time Supernatural started. So like, right. for me, it kind of like filled that void that X-Files yeah. wasn't on anymore. So that's a uh, one of the big reasons why I loved it. And then, like, you know, it went into its own thing, and it was on for, like, 15 years. Yeah, like, that's a really long fucking time for a yeah, TV show. Yeah, a long time. Did it just end a few should years it, ago? Should it have been on for 15 years? That's a conversation for another day. When did it But end? there was a lot of, uh, like, two years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's There was a lot of cool stuff in it, and and seasons one through three or one through five, like Dave said, like he he picked up the first three seasons. That's like the prime of the show. So like, okay, for them to have been that close to having such a heavy hitter cameo of Jason in the prime of their show yeah. would have probably changed the trajectory of the show. To be honest, like you open up an entire new audience base that wasn't going to watch. 
until I would have watched this slack exactly. <laughs> right. you know? like who, it, who uh, wouldn't? It would have yeah. changed a lot of the trajectory of the show, and it would it would have been a completely different conversation we're having. You might not even have gotten the the Friday the Thirteenth reboot after that if that cameo had happened. You know, like there's yeah. no telling what that ripple effect would have been. So it's a very interesting like what if and what could have been. So I, that's why I. I I picked like a, a parody and then I picked one that I just, I, to this day, like the show's over and I still like Google articles about how the hell that could have happened and didn't yeah. happen. So it's very interesting. I feel like crossovers are always cool and in the realm of I agree. like horror, they don't yeah. happen that often. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird. You would think you'd see more like Freddy popping up. Like the character Freddy maybe has popped up. I, th- I think he was on the, um, what's that show? There's a it takes place in the 80s. He was on the Halloween episode a few years ago. Whatever. Oh, the Goldbergs. Yeah, the Goldbergs. I don't watch the Goldbergs like that. So I've watched the Halloween episodes, but that's about right. It. But, but yeah, yeah he popped up on that's that, the same kind know? of thing with Supernatural. Same kind of There's deal. That, that crossover yeah. appeal. Yeah. So I feel like that'd be especially now with like these Marvel movies where characters are like crossing over and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You could like do something like that with horror, but again, it really just depends on like the rights and people being willing to share the wealth of the character to other right. franchises. I mean, the rights to Friday the 13th are still a nightmare to this day. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where. I don't know what's going on with, with that. <laughs> this, this reminds me of something. This is super out of left field, but it's something that I think about often and it's a dream that I had and, it, and it's, I don't know if it's going to make sense to some, but you guys might find it interesting is that sometimes yeah. when I have these like really wild dreams, they're almost like movies. And yeah. the part, this particular dream, and this is, I had this dream years ago. Uh, Vigo Mortensen was in it and he was like playing like a detective. <laughs> and he was, Amazing. he was knocking on like this cult door that he couldn't get into and they wouldn't open it unless they knew, like he knew what to say. And in the dream, uh, Viggo Mortensen goes I'm investigating the death of Laura Palmer and they open the door and <laughs> then my dream and then my dream ended and I was like that's cool yo. as fuck I was like yo <laughs> I want to know what happens and then that was Viggo it Viggo Mortensen in, in, in Twin Peaks that would have been that would have could you just imagine like watching a TV crazy. show like and it's just Viggo Mortensen directing a, you know like right. being a detective and then it ends like the first episode ends that. with that that'd be the fucking that's coolest. what i'm saying that's why i bring Biggest this up tease. because it's just like one of those weird like like whoa what the fuck just happened yeah like that's yeah. what it that's what it reminded me of so it's like yeah, i have yeah, to yeah. mention this so yeah, yeah. that's that's why we, we need more crossovers we need more For uh sure more crossovers like dave's dream hell yeah <laughs> like, and like supernatural would have been if we would have gotten uh jason popping up that would have been cool in, it just in general definitely just awesome even if it would have been like two seconds it just would have been dope right and it was it was just gonna else. be you know like a, a quick little cameo but it was gonna be jason and it was gonna be known that it was jason Voorhees, not the the parody version with the right. big black dust legit on. jason yeah. that's really cool yeah they slacked they slacked big time Now this will give Angela one hell of a nightmare. So my second pick is from one of my favorite slasher sequels, personally, one of my personal favorites, and that's Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Unhappy Campers. 
And that's the Freddy, I guess, and Jason versus Angela scene is what I would call it. So in the scene, you've got these two boys and the entire plot of Sleepaway Camp 2 is basically everyone wants to be a dick to Angela. They all want to just be assholes to her because they don't like her. She's up uptight and That's she's so, the camp I love counselor. That movie so much. I do too. It's amazing. And everyone just wants to be an everyone wants to scare her. They want to be mean to her. They want to pick on her. Little do they know this is the Angela that slaughtered people ten years or whatever prior. Bruce uh, Springsteen's sister. Yes, that's always that always. <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious that that was his, like younger sister or whatever, uh, or his younger sister, I should say. Yep. Um, but yeah, in the scene, you've got these two boys, Anthony and Judd. Uh, they decide they want to scare Angela, and they're, it's it's been their idea for a year, basically. Like they have, I think Anthony says he had the idea last year. So what they do is each of them using the little arts and crafts section of the of the sleepaway camp of the camp they make their own freddy glove and jason hockey mask you, there's a scene where you see them like pitting fake blood and making the glove and painting right. the hockey goalie mask and judd has got his you know his his homemade machete and his hockey mask on and Anthony's got like I, I try to figure out what he does. Actually, Judd's Freddy, Anthony's Jason, I should say. Um, but Judd, he's Freddy, and he it looks like he puts like paper mache or something on yeah, his it's face. Like, yeah. It's like tissue or something like that. You could do a gag like that with tissue, yeah, you know, and just put it on your face and wet it down and put rips in it to make it look like it's burnt or whatever. It's like pink. It's like pink yeah. tissue. Like like that. That's kind of what it is. I used to think it was like ham or something on his face. Yeah. But that's not. What it is. <laughs> But, but no, yes, man, there's people out here putting ham on their face. Putting his yo, my man's putting ham on his face. But yeah, <laughs> he's he's got his little replica Freddy glove, and they're out in the woods, and they're they're looking for Angela to scare them, and and uh, Judd loses his replica Freddy glove that he made, and I think Anthony goes to take a piss or something, and what ends up happening is Angela wears the glove like that's sitting on like a log or something mm-hmm. and slices Judd's throat killing him and he it's has a good throat exaggerated slit it's a great throat slit yeah, I was like going to say long... like it looks really good and he his like death's a little on it for a while yeah he's like ah oh! it's like really long it's kind of silly but it works um my my question always is why the fuck did he use real razors on the glove when he made it <laughs> I'm like hey okay they're trying to scare Angela I guess they wanted to kill her. I, I'm you're just like, card- you're not going to use cardboard blades, are you? But it's supposed to be just to scare her. So why would he use real? Right. Whatever. I'm overthinking <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 2 here. <laughs> and what ends up happening to Anthony or Judd, I, I, again, I'm, I'm butchering their names. I think it's Judd. That's, again, Jason dressed up as the goalie. Um, he's looking for Anthony. And Angela shows up in like a Leatherface type costume. Yeah, which is also funny because it's like a you know it's like a bootleg version of whatever Angela's trying to be. So you got three yeah. bootleg versions of characters. Yeah, she she's got like a a sailor boy like not I forget like a beanie on with like a yeah. skin mask and like a raincoat and gloves and, and a chainsaw. <laughs> and she ends up literally like. Like Judd tries to fight her, or because I think he, he thinks gets it's like Anthony. excited. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go or whatever. He thinks it's Anthony for whatever reason, even though Anthony was he just saw Anthony dressed as Freddy, so I'm confused. And he ends up battling and tool in the shed. 
yeah, he, I guess both of these kids are idiots. But he ends up losing his machete. He's like, my machete! And Angela uses the chainsaw and kills him. Just It's off screen. You don't really see. You just see the blood hit her face. And she kills Judd. And both of these teens are dead. Um, what I always loved about the scene is just this was like when Freddie and Jason were in their prime, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Like the movie, the franchises were super popular. So I can imagine seeing this for the first time in the theater and being like, wow, that's so cool that they're being referenced in another franchise, these two characters. Specifically, obviously, we're focusing on Jason, but Freddie as well. Like they were so popular that in another slasher franchise, and this has happened in a lot of. Um, slasher movies. There's even a, a in um, uh, I forget the name of the movie. It'll come to me in a sec. I'm sure. There's been like hop characters wearing hockey masks, obviously mimicking um, Jason and stuff like that. So it it happens throughout. But I think this movie did it the best, just because it's like these two boys homemade made homemade versions of these yeah. characters, and it's re- very reminiscent of Halloween and like mm-hmm. kids making their own costumes because if you're a young kid and these kids are supposed to be like i'm guessing like 14 15 years old they're supposed to be really young which is makes it really dark when you think about it that she's killing like these young young kids and she's killing them throughout the entire film but i just love how that was their idea we're gonna dress up as as jason and freddie and scare this real serial killer you know so there's something that i'm surprised you didn't mention and that's like the actual getting ready scene with the i think it's obsession that's my that's yeah. that's playing in the background yeah. like they're like angela's yeah. gonna be so scared and there's a fucking metal music playing and they're getting ready yeah, yeah. it's like the perfect scene oh i agree that's that's the that's the that's that entire setup is perfect and then and then uh i believe it's anthony has the line where he's in the in the mirror and i think he says like oh i'm gonna give her a nightmare she'll never forget right it's yeah. so good in the mirror it's just the direction of that scene is is perfect and i just i just loved everything plus judd has a phenomenal mullet his mullet is, <laughs> is on point he's got like a phenomenal that shit's flowing in the wind that it's fucking serious but i just love i just love everything about it and like it's almost like insinuating that angela's a more brutal killer like i'm fucking tougher than freddie and jason but the cover of sleepaway camp 2 has references to jason and Freddy, because you've got the the girl who's not Angela on the cover. Yeah, I know it's so with, interesting. <laughs> with a bag, with a backpack, and it has a little hockey mask poking out of it, and a a Freddy glove. So it's just kind of insinuating, like, oh. And I even think the tag tagline is like, "She's not Jason. She's not Freddy. Angela's back," or something like that. So trying to say like Angela's a more badass character than uh, Freddy and Jason. Yeah. So I love just it. Little... I just love it. Just a little tie-in. I believe Bruce Springsteen's sister is Pamela, right? I think that's her name. Yeah, Pamela, Pamela Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. So we could yeah. just connect. We could connect Pamela Springsteen to Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. So, there we go. <laughs> just saying, Chris. I know, Chris. I know you've never seen Sleepaway Camp two. Never. Campers, I know. Oh man, never you're, you're missing out, Chris. You gotta watch. You part watch three. I watched this. I watched this scene yeah. for the for the show, but I've never seen Sleepaway Camp. Watch two. part two and part three. Everything. <laughs> Part two and three are awesome. Yeah, that's a great uh-huh. double feature. They they're just great slash like fun slasher movies. Just really like fun. Silly. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. to describe it. Really silly, really dumb, but like a good time. Well, one of my, it, one of my favorite short. lines in any movie ever 
is in sleepaway camp when he goes, Hey, Angela, why are you so fucked up for? <laughs> it's just <laughs> one of my favorite one. lines in anything. Yo, there, there's another... Yo, great. there's another great line where the girl's kissing the boy, and she's like, why do you have to kiss so wet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, my, my favorite is when her cousin, what is it, Ricky? He's like, fucking assholes, dicks, fucking and he's just heads, cursing. motherfuckers. Ass- yeah, he's just, after they hit her with a water balloon. And, right. and there's that one line where he's like, franchise. eat shit and live. He says, eat shit and live yeah, to the one guy. It's so good. So good. All three of them are fucking great. Go go watch them if you've never if you've yes. never seen them right now. They're they're streaming everywhere. They're like on two oh, yeah. shutter. They're fucking on everything. So they're the good. best. Such a such a good franchise and this scene specifically, so great. Where do I start? Uh, the uh, the Friday thing. It's been uh, it's been good to me over the years. Uh, we did uh, eight and all, and although I know the award is for all eight, uh, I'd be lying if I said they're all solid films, but. Uh, I did think that uh, one and three and four and uh, and seven were some of my best work, but I I felt I was off in six. But um, you know, I was just after sabbatical and I had a problem with all the the violence. But uh, I think I came back hard in seven, and I think eight speaks for itself. Well, my second and last pick is the 1992 MTV Movie Awards. Jason Voorhees Lifetime Achievement Award. I know I mentioned this the last time. That's about the only thing I can remember from the uh, from that episode. But <laughs> this is the very first MTV Movie Awards. Dennis Miller presents the Lifetime Achievement Award to Jason Voorhees. First off, it's absurd this is even a thing. But I'm not mad about <laughs> it. We get a fun compilation of brooding Jason and his kills all synced up to the music of Sinead O'Connor and Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so on, dumb. <laughs> on, top of, on top of that, Jason actually accepts an award for it, and the man behind the mask is none other than the incredible John Lovitz. That's <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> we get a shout-out. First of all, we get a shout-out for uh, to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator 2. He says the future yes. is ours and then is unmasked and plugs a league of their own, which is even better. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, listen. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, with this whole thing, you got to admit, it would have been cooler if they did more like the Arsenio Hall route. And yes, for sure. For sure. Pretend to be Jay- – not say anything except the award and then leave. And, like, imagine Absolutely. Jason – in like a suit and tie, going up there and accepting like this wet, award. A big wet suit. A big tie. wet, a big wet suit right. and tie with like mold, mold and shit all over. Yeah. It. <laughs> so, I have a fun fact here. So for years, up until just now, I always thought it was the reverse. So when John Lovitz, aka Jason, goes to accept the award, Metallica's playing. Yeah. I always thought it was Metallica playing during the compilation of uh jason but okay. i re- i didn't i didn't realize it so i i knew it like i knew there was a tie between jason and metallica and i was like i could have sworn it was metallica when i saw it fucking i was let's see i was nine when it came out yeah so i was like oh i could have sworn it was metallica but i was right at least i did remember metallica at some <laughs> point in that video so i just thought i was like okay i wasn't wrong there but yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous, and it's just very of its time. Like the early yeah, '90s, sure. Dennis Miller was such a huge name. 
and his like kind of deadpan delivery and he was in bordello of blood and stuff like that was just such a like like a product of its time like the early yeah. 90s that's 100 percent yeah like, it's very much like a time capsule absolutely that moment in time like John i mean that was this like that was if like, you, like he was looking at the crowd Slickers. at that time. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like Billy Crystal's there. It's like yeah. Uh, Terminator Two was like a big movie yep. that year, and like City Slickers was a big movie that year, and like those guys are like there in the in the yeah. MTV Movie Awards, and like you, I don't even know if the MTV Movie Awards still exist. Yeah, I, I don't know either. You wouldn't <laughs> catch like heavy hitter guys like Schwarzenegger and Billy Crystal dead at an award show like because that. Because MTV was like Man. that, you know, that was it. Right. Again, yeah. MTV it was, was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's funny too because I think at the time, wasn't the critic on? He was the voice. Remember the critic? Critic John Lovitz. I'm sure yeah. John Lovitz is great. Time. But like that was like high school high. Remember that stupid movie with John mm-hmm. Lovitz? Like I love that movie. But yeah, like that was like, that was the John Lovitz time like he popped yeah, up absolutely and, and you're like that's fucking i love john lovitz he's fucking great he's the best but i still i still wish it was actually like kane hotter in a costume dressed yeah. up as jason and if you think about it though nine this was 92 right mm-hmm. 90, 1992 yes jason was kind of in a lull at this point because there were no sequels 92 J, uh, jason well, goes I, to hell was 90 and i think that was the last one for a while until Jason X. So yeah, this was like got the lifetime achievement, you know, like they thought he was done. No more Jason yeah. at this point. Little did they know <laughs> Jason never truly dies. And he always, comes I do back. love the juxtaposition of Frank Sinatra playing over Friday the 13th clips. There's just something so cool about that. No, <laughs> Sinead yeah, O'Connor. It is, it so yeah. Sinead O'Connor. They were classing the joint up, you know, they were classing yeah. up all the fucking brutal murders. And if you watch it, the Kevin Bacon murder is in that comp- in compilation. It is, yeah. Even mm-hmm. though that's technically not and Jason, so they didn't do the research. The infamous <laughs> and the infamous sleeping bag kill is in there too. It is. All the if you look, the cryo one hadn't even happened yet. Chris. Right. It was a we were a decade off from that kill. Dude, it's that, kind of was... crazy to think that at that point, Jason was not as popular as yeah. as before. Like, you know, he hadn't had a movie in a while. So I guess it makes... They were probably poking fun at that. Like, you know, all this mm-hmm. characters not... Like, they were killing off the slasher characters at that point. They were kind of just getting rid of them. You know, right. 92 you was like a weird time for horror. You hadn't had like a rein, the, the, the scream reinvention of slashers that mid-90s. Yeah. 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 Listen, 92. Jason dead technically the character he went to hell freddy dead because that was 91 i believe 90 and 91 yeah. both were dead freddy versus then jason had, was in development nightmare hell. after that you had new yeah, generation uh, next generation texas chainsaw after that you had those like yeah those yeah, like yeah. let's get away from the old style type of movies that came Yo, after that at least jason won an award though he won a lifetime achievement award on behalf of John Lovitz. Thank you. Can't ever take that away from him. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yo, you know what? I think they should give him next year or soon. They should give Jason another lifetime achievement award. Another fucking. I agree. Years. Another third. Yo, just on a on a on a side note, I was looking at the the award winners for the MTV Movie Awards for that year. Yeah. John Singleton won Best New Filmmaker in 1992 wow. for Boys in the Hood. Wow. It's amazing. Crazy. Wow. R.I.P. He's not uh, around anymore. Sad, man. Yeah. Yo, Boys in the Hood, it's fucking awesome. Classic. 
That was frightfully brief, wasn't it? <laughs> but then again, my people don't fear nothing that goes bump in the night, unless it's coming through the window with a shotgun. <laughs> but join me next time for another terrific story when I bring you Friday the 1st, Day of the Rent. <laughs> so that was our 2022 Friday the 13th special. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And on behalf of the entire Haunted Hangover crew, we'd like to wish you a very happy Friday the 13th. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more More booze. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Later, guys. Shh.